You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Welcome back, everybody, to the Healthy AF Podcast. Corey alongside Dave. Happy to have you with us. Dave, what's going on today? Uh, Nothing much, man. I mean... By the time you're hearing this, it'll be a little late, but uh, just finished up Thanksgiving, so you know we ate well that time. Oh, yeah. We stuffed our face, right? Oh, absolutely. I actually um, had a bunch of veggies before I had anything else. That way, I curtailed my appetite before I started. Oh, see, for me, it's just one day, so you know, I just <laughs> threw caution to the wind and just got after it. Yeah, and I also did not start my meal till about 1.30 p.m. What do you think about that? Uh, I just ate the whole day, so I mean, technically, my meal was the whole day. Dave, I'm looking for affirmation. You gotta tell oh, me. I'm, I'm doing, sorry. I'm doing a good job. Good job, Corey. <laughs> you did really well. He ate really healthy. Me, I just ate what I wanted to because I knew I'd get back at it after e- that. Yeah. See, even the uh, pros, quote unquote, need a little uh, encouragement every now and then. It's true. It's true. So we're diving into the topic of stretching and flexibility today. Yeah, and I think this is an important topic. This is something that a lot of us need, whether or not we actually want to do it. A lot of times our idea of stretching, um, for lack of a better term, is kind of archaic. Uh, And we look at just, you know, holding a static pose for a really long time without any intention behind it. Um, And add to that, too, I think flexibility is kind of one of these terms that we use nowadays that doesn't really mean anything. Well, uh, people tell me they want to be flexible, and I just want to say, like, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Um, so I think this is a really important term to tackle just so we can flush through some concepts and really give you guys in the right direction. Yeah, and also the terms that I hear a lot are mobility and flexibility. And I think maybe delineating between the two of those, what's the differences? How do you train both of them? Do you train them? Is it important? Um, I think there's a there's a lot of factors that uh, go into play here because I mean, if I had a, a dollar for every time somebody came in and said, "Hey, I want you to help me loosen up my tight hamstrings," I'd be a rich man. In all honesty, a lot of times their hamstrings might not even be tight. Yeah, actually, there have been plenty of times where I've come across somebody where their hamstrings were actually weak. Um, And that was one of the reasons why their hamstrings seem tight. Uh, So I think this is going to be a really important podcast where we can kind of build through and just help give everybody a better understanding of, in general, just human movement and just being more human. Yeah. And let's, let's talk a little bit about this idea that the body creates stability and I guess for lack of a better term, fears instability. And so your body will default to being stiff before it will default to being loose. Yeah, I think that's very accurate. And I think a large part of that has to go to just our anatomy. Um, Our spine is one of the most important aspects of our body. Um, And so our body is going to do whatever it can to protect our spine. And a lot of times that means tensing up whatever muscles it can tense up to make sure that we are rigid, that our spine is protected. Right. So for a lot of people, they might have areas in their spine. Typically, this is what happens. If you look at the spine globally, people are really uh, tend to be very stiff in their spine, but they tend to be mobile at like one or two segments that they move a lot 
at. And then um, in turn, and, and again, all of this is a little oversimplified, but in turn, the surrounding musculature senses that maybe these one or two joints are moving too much and will create stiffness in order to protect the body. So like a good example might be, um, I think a lot of people can relate to having tight hips. There's a chance that your hips are tight because your body is trying to protect your spine or maybe some other um, structure, bony structure or tissue, cartilage structure. Um, it, it is trying to protect itself and create extra stability and stiffness so that you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And at the same time, I think almost even more so than stability, I like to use the term stiffness because I think that is what happens is stiffness occurs in the body. And so one of the mistakes I think I used to make all the time when I was trying to, you know, reduce that stiffness was I would go and stretch and just hold these passive positions without actually thinking about using tension, if you will, to reduce the tension that my body has already created. Um, and I think that's where a lot of us tend to go wrong when it comes to stretching is we forget that tension is what put us in our positions in the first place. You know, tension is what created stiffness through my hips. Tension is what created stiffness through my shoulders, through my upper back. And so as a result, in order to reduce that tension, I need to then create tension somewhere else to then create better range of motion, better movement, better mobility and flexibility, if you will. No, I think it's a really good point. Maybe like just visually, Dave, could you give us an example of like what that looks like in your own training routine, like where you're maybe in a stretch or you're in some type of exercise where you're creating that tension? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, going back to what you're talking about with the hips, my hips are locked up from years of deadlifts and not really doing a lot about it. And so a lot of times what I'll do is I will get into a passive stretch where I'll sit on the ground and I will try to make sure that my legs are bent, uh, my front leg in front of me and my back leg behind me at about a 90 degree angle at the knees. Um, and so I call this a 90-90 position. This is a position you'll, if you go on our Instagram or if you look at Corey underscore IBJ, did I say that right? Oh yeah. All right, if you go look at Corey underscore IBJ, you're gonna see this 90-90 position. Time to get on the gram. Exactly. All you old fogies, if you're not on the gram, come on, Instagram. <laughs> and so I'll actually try to hold this position as best as I can. I'll use any implement I can to kind of just keep me in as good of a position as possible. And then as I start to feel that stretch, what I'll start to do is I'll try to tense up my muscles in a way that will pull me deeper into the stretch. So rather than just passively falling into the stretch, I'm now trying to push myself into a deeper stretch. Yeah. And I would say just to, to give you another visual, maybe like think about being in like your traditional runner's stretch, like where you're in like a half kneeling position and you're trying to open up your hip flexor. What would the tension look like there? If like, if you were coaching me through it, Dave, what would you tell me to do? Well, I would make sure uh, I'd actually take a stick and I'd hold it alongside your body and I'd make sure that your ears, your shoulders and your pelvis or your hips were all in line with each other and they're in line with the knee that was planted. So again, we're talking runner stretch, front knee is up, back leg is planted. And then from there, I would then cue you to drive your back knee as hard as you can into the ground as possible. And so from there, creating tension through that pelvis, through that back leg is going to create a much bigger stretch than if you're just a rock back and forth in and out of that stretch. Yeah. And part of this has to do with the nervous system. 
I think I joke around a lot of times. I tell people, you know, you're not smarter than your nervous system. You, again, have this stiffness for a reason because your nervous system is trying to protect you. So some of the thought or the thinking behind um, this advice that Dave's giving around creating tension is that you're actually incorporating um, neural drive, neural tension to get your nervous system to work with you to create better um, outcomes in terms of flexibility. Absolutely. And I mean, going along with that too, um, this is one of the importances of when you train, even when you do like your basic movements, like a squat, it's important, you know, and I have to do this all the time is check your ego at the door and not quite worry so much about the load on the bar, but more so focus on even strengthening your body weight training through a full range of motion because this honestly is going to go a long way in helping create better movement i know for me personally once i started trying to squat as deep as i could while keeping a good pelvis and keeping a good rib cage i've started noticing my hips open up a lot more that leads into a really good point around some of the differences between flexibility and mobility and Again, a lot of this is simplified because some of these are, are concepts that are hard to discuss without um, seeing a visual. But I like to think of mobility as uh, the body's ability to have strength and control through the range of motion. So like to your point, Dave, I know like I feel like good mobility is expressed if you can drop into your squat with control and with strength. Whereas on the other hand, flexibility has more of a passive connotation to it. It would be um, not like you actively um, getting your muscles in a position, but more so like me putting you on your back and and straightening your leg and, and testing your hamstring length. That's more of like passive flexibility. Um, whereas kind of the example that you referred to just a second ago, I would put that more in the bucket of mobility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing we do is we'll test, I guess, flexibility. Um, and we'll do so to just kind of see how much range of motion you have available to you. And then we'll test your mobility to see how much range of motion you can actually access. And a lot of times what I'll find is someone will have a lot of range of motion that they didn't realize they had. And then all of a sudden when we go into their active mobility, the reason why they didn't realize it is because they can't access that range of motion. And so what that tells me is that we need to teach that person, we need to teach the nervous system how to use the range of motion available. Um, along with that too, though, is just the idea, again, of tension has put you in that place. So rather than, like, even if you're in a yoga class, rather than just passively getting into the stretch, once you're in that position, think about trying to activate the muscles that you're trying to stretch and think about trying to strengthen those muscles. And really, I mean, I hesitate to use this phrase because it's a little cliche, but you're essentially trying to think about strengthen to lengthen. Yeah, and one of the top areas of risk that we see commonly is when flexibility and mobility, there's a big, um, there's a big gap between those two or a big disparity. Um, in other words, someone can, I can passively put someone in, uh, you know, an amazing hamstring stretch, but from an active mobility standpoint, they cannot um, hold their leg up towards their chest 
Um, again, I know that's kind of hard to visualize, but if you think of kind of about like a toy soldier and how a toy soldier might do like a straight leg march, like, okay, I can passively take your leg all the way to your chest when you're laying back flexibility. But if, if you were to, um, lay on your back or stand straight, could you actively yourself pull that leg all the way to your chest? If the answer is no, or if there's a, a big disparity between those two things, like you can get a lot more range when I passively push you versus when you just actively lift your leg to that hamstring stretch position. If there is a big disparity there, then um, that is a potential risk factor for injury because it means that you don't actually have control and strength over your full range of motion. Yeah, and I think that is where, you know, guys like me had to reframe even just the paradigm of how I looked at stretching, how I looked at flexibility and mobility is, you know, going back to the idea of just I'm a very strength-oriented person, and when done right, that is what mobility is doing is you're using strength to create better positioning. You're using your strength. You're building strength, actually, if you do mobility properly. If you do stretching or flexibility properly, you should actually be building strength in those end ranges of motion. Um, I think Corey had an email and you know in his newsletter, another shtick for Corey there. Oh, uh, yeah. Make sure you uh, subscribe to that newsletter. But he had an email that came out a while back that said, you know, uh, the most dangerous thing is being weak. And I think to Corey's point, when we are weak in end range positions, and we're weak in positions that our body is not able to handle and we don't have the capacity to be strong in those positions, that is where we are at risk of getting injured. Now, if I have strength in those positions, then there's a good chance that my risk of injury is gonna be far, far reduced. I won't say you can perfectly prevent injury because heaven forbid you actually can't. Um, but that being said, um, there is a lot to be, there's a lot of benefit to being strong in those end ranges and be strong through a full range of motion. Yeah, and if we think about this logically, like most injuries don't happen in your, let's just call it quote unquote, safe zone or in, in, in limited range of motion. Like for those of you who maybe have thrown out your back before, think about how you threw out your back. It's probably because like you bent over to grab something um, on the ground. Therefore, you were at the far end range of motion for um, some of that back musculature. Or those of you who have thrown out a shoulder, what position was your shoulder? And it was probably in end range. Typically, we don't injure ourselves um, in those uh, short ranges. It, it tends to happen at those end ranges. And that's part of the reason why a solid mobility routine is so important. Absolutely. And then along with that, just building better awareness of your body, better um, proprioception by focusing on the tension that you create throughout that full range of motion. So I think to like wrap this up, to sum this up, the three things we'd want to leave you with is the importance of just making sure that even when you're doing a warm up, even when you're doing stretching, don't just passively fall into place, but rather think about trying to actively get yourself into the position that you're trying to get into and thinking about trying to activate the muscles into that position. Along with that, number two, when you're training, try to actually make sure that you're strengthening yourself and that you're trying to move through as full of a range of motion as possible, even with load. And so for some of you, again, that might mean lowering the weight a little bit, 
taking the weight down a notch. I know it's a little bit humbling, but I promise you if you do that and you focus on gaining stronger through a fuller range of motion, you'll actually begin to build some more muscle. You'll actually begin to build more strength than what you previously had. And then finally, if you're confused by all of this, don't hesitate to hit us up for a free assessment or consult to just help you understand where you can improve. Yeah, and I'll leave you with um, kind of a play on words. I tell people, especially when it comes to flexibility and mobility, you want to create tension with intention. Meaning, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, meaning you're, you, you are sort of ramping up your muscular activation, but at the same time, you're very aware of how you're moving. And a little of that goes back to our um, system one, system two thinking from a previous podcast. If you want to listen to that one, it's titled um, Dumb Thinking and Smart Thinking, something like that, right, Dave? Something around those lines. It's there. Look it up. Um, but... Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed this. Until next time, uh, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show. 